Welcome to Real Personal Finance. I'm your host, Scott Frank, CFP, CFA charter holder, and founder of Stone Steps Financial. And I'm your host, James Canole, CFP, MBA, and owner of Root Financial Partners. The premise of our show is simple. Money can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Our goal is to answer real personal financial questions that we hear from our clients and our listeners. Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life. Hey, James. Hey, Scott. Welcome to another week. Thank you. Real personal finance. Yes. Happy Monday. Happy Monday recording and Wednesday release. Wednesday release. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, we have some more listener questions this week. Right on. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, let's dive right in. Cool. This one's from Mark. Mark, thank you for your question. He says this. He says, I make $150,000 a year in my regular job. I also have a side hustle, which usually produces ten dollars to $15,000 a year. After expenses, this extra income usually has little implications for taxes. This year, however, I've had the opportunity to take on several larger projects, and I'm on track to make over $100,000 in my side job. So here are my questions. Apart from being disciplined to set aside a large chunk, maybe around 30% for taxes, how can I best prepare for tax season with this extra income? Are there strategies I could consider for long-term savings that would help reduce my tax liability? Any reason I couldn't or shouldn't open a solo 401k and make the employer contribution? Are there ways I could make IRA contributions for my spouse who's not employed? With my regular job, I've been contributing to a Roth 401k up to the $19,500 limit. I also have a personal Roth IRA where I've been contributing the $6,000 per year. Given that our AGI will almost certainly surpass $214,000 this year, do I need to stop all Roth contributions? And finally, do I need to consider paying estimated taxes? It's hard to estimate because the workflow varies dramatically. Thank you. Love the show. Thanks for the question. All right. Yeah. Some good stuff in there to unpack. Absolutely. And it's just the way Mark words some of this. He's already kind of seen a couple of the nuances that need to be understood. Mm-hmm. But I think we should unpack this and start to present options for what maybe could be done. Yeah, let's unpack it for Mark, but also for the listeners at home who may not already know the <laughs> taxable income limit for <laughs> Roth contributions. Yeah. Yeah, when you have a spouse and a 401k at work. Okay, so I would actually start with knowing that this is new income coming in for the family. Mm-hmm. I would want to learn, well, what's the main goal for this money? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to have this opportunity to have this extra income. What do we want to be doing with this? Yeah. Yeah, I think anytime more income comes in like this, the first thing our minds naturally jump to is, oh my gosh, how much more am I paying in taxes? Mm-hmm. Which of course should be part of the question, but the first, first question should be, what do you want to use these funds for? Yes. Because are there ways to reduce taxes? Yes. Are there ways to reduce taxes and have immediate access to those funds? No. Mm-hmm. So it's that trade-off of, as he's alluding to, if you want to do some retirement stuff with this, great. You can reduce taxes and save for retirement, but you are limiting the use of those funds for some time in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. So it'd be, you know, if we want to save for retirement, there's clearly some things we can do. We can talk about those things. Mm-hmm. But if you don't want to save for retirement, maybe you want to save for a second home. Maybe you just have no, we don't know Mark's balance sheet. Maybe you don't really have much liquidity. It's all tied up in the retirement accounts. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to have some taxable funds for yeah. different reasons. That'd look at where we'd go put those funds. Yeah. And, you know, back to the tax piece, there's always 
I see sometimes people will almost try to limit income or limit how much more they make because it's, I don't want to pay more in taxes. And great, let's make sure that we're doing the smart things, reduce taxes as much as possible. But keep in mind, like there is something to be said for that flexibility and that liquidity of saying, could you use more cash in the bank? Could you use more funds for something now or in the not too distant future versus that long-term retirement, but also tax deferral. And as we're looking at this, knowing that Mark's already maxing out his 401k, Knowing he's already maxing out his Roth IRA, maybe he has a match. I have no idea if he's recently doing this or if he's been doing this for a while. If he's been doing this for a while, he might be very well on his way to his retirement goals already. And so just we're kind of harping on this now, but that is the first question of what's the most important thing? Because by default, we tend to fall into the save for retirement and save money on taxes answer when those are Two good answers, but not the only answers. Exact numbers, but if we just round up and say we're saving twenty six grand on one hundred and fifty, that's a really solid savings rate to begin with, Mm -hmm. and that's a Roth savings rate, so it's an after tax savings rate, not a pre tax, so it's even better. Yep, doing really well. Yeah, yeah, cool. So let's say that he says, you know, guys, yes, this is long term tax savings is the priority. Mm -hmm. Where would we go in that instance? Yeah, so if he wanted to save more of these, put as much as he could aside of these funds that he's going to earn outside of what he's already doing to his 401k. The first thing to look at would be as one of the earlier episodes we did is a solo 401k better than a SEP IRA, to solo 401k or SEP IRA, right? Mm -hmm. In Mark's instance, both would work because the solo 401k and SEP IRA, one of the main components that allows you to do is it allows you to save a percentage of the profits of the income that you have on this business. Yep. So- you know, if you go read about it online, you'll usually hear things like you can save up to 25% of your income. That's true if you pay yourself a salaried wage. If you're paying yourself through just like, you know, profits, income and profit and distributions, maybe it's a single member LLC or it's a sole proprietorship, it'll be closer to like 20% of your income. And mm-hmm. the accountant will help you figure out exactly what the amount should be. Yeah. But that's one potential place we could put money and it would reduce our tax bill. So if we have 100K of income, I'm just going to have to do simple math here. Let's say that would reduce it by $20,000, so it would knock it down to 80000 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And one important thing that Mark mentioned is he says, I've already been contributing to the max to his Roth 401k, but with a 401k, there are two components. And Mark obviously understands this the way he worded this. There is the employer contribution or the employer deferral, right. which is this year, well, 20,500. So the 19.5 limit, that was 2021's limit. This year, it's actually 20,500. That's the most that an employee can do or a participant can do. And if you're 50 or older, it's a little bit more. The employer can do a pretty significant amount more on top of that to figure mm-hmm. the exact number. It's 36, $37,000 more. It's like 40,500 this year. I think 61,000 is the is maximum. That the max? Okay. I'm year. off by a few thousand. Well, so. it went up a lot between last year and between 21 year. and 2022. Yeah. It went from like 58 total to 61. To 61. Yeah. Awesome. So that's an amount that if Mark's receiving a matching contribution from his employer, it's contributed to that. Or if the employer is doing a profit sharing contribution, that's kind of the max max that you can put in, which right. kind of a Side note or tangent, but oftentimes people say, oh, I'm maxing out my 401k. It's like, right. great, how much are you putting in? They're saying, oh, I'm doing 4%. It's like, okay, no, you are maxing the match. Exactly. And then yeah. you can max the max, which is the 20500 Yeah. And then you can also max the employer max if you are the employer or if you're the business owner and can make that decision. Totally. So Mark is already maxing out or at least 
maxing out based on last year's numbers how much is going to the employee portion. So if with his side income, he set up a solo 401k, he couldn't do any more to an employee deferral, but he could do that 40,500. You'd be limited by how much income he has, but he could do an extra amount of an employer contribution to reduce his tax bill. Yes. And between getting a solo 401k or a SEP IRA in this instance, I would go with the easier option, which would be the SEP IRA. Yeah, I think so. And just to, I think on our podcast that you referenced we said oh so the 401k is superior in a lot of ways mm-hmm. so why are you saying SEP now it's because as we talked about the employer contributions already taken off the table because of the 401k he already has at this point the SEP and the solo 401k would be similar in terms of what could actually go into them the only reason to do the solo 401k instead would be if you wanted to do like non-deductible IRA contributions and convert them to Roth which right. is something we could probably talk about next for the next question that he had. Either one could be an option. It's just dependent upon what Mark wants to do. Yep, exactly. So those are options. Yes, Mark, to answer your question directly, you could do a solo 401k, you could do a SEP IRA. A SEP IRA, all of it is an employer contribution. So whatever you put in there is done by the employer technically. His next question is, are there ways that could make IRA contributions for my spouse who is not employed? Yeah, so there are limits when you participate in a 401k through work. Once your taxable income crosses a threshold and it's, I believe it's 204000 to 214000 this year, once you cross those thresholds, you're no longer allowed to make deductible contributions mm-hmm. to a Roth IRA for your spouse or a traditional IRA. Yeah. And this is one of those confusing areas where the IRS says, if neither of you have any retirement plans to work, then you can both do a traditional IRA contribution no matter what your income is. And they'll say, if both of you have a retirement plan at work, then you can only contribute to a traditional IRA and deduct it if your income's, I forget the exact number, but it's pretty low. And then they'll say, if your spouse is employed and has a retirement plan at work, but you don't have a retirement plan at work, then you can do So there's all these different levels of if this, then that. Mm -hmm. And until this year, Mark could probably be doing a contribution for his wife as well. This year, just looking at gross numbers, 150 from his normal w-2 job 100,000 from his side hustle he's at 250 gross so it will depend upon how much he has in deductions and retirement contributions to drive that income down Mm -hmm. to see if he could also do something for his wife yeah exactly but one potential thing that some people will do in that instance if you wanted to make like a roth contribution is you are allowed to make non-deductible ira contributions which don't have a limit And then if you don't have any other funds in IRA accounts, a SEP IRA would be included in this. And you go and you convert those funds from a non-deductible IRA to a Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. There should not be a tax consequence when you do that. In a sense, it's like funding a Roth IRA, but it takes more than one step. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing too, if he did go the solo 401k route, you can open that up for your spouse as well. And so even though a spouse doesn't technically have income from it, she could get the employer no, well, she'd, have she to have, the she'd have to, she'd have have to show in, income have to, from that. You're right. Yeah, if she was employed by the business, the side hustle, if there was a reason to have a wage or to earn something from the business, then she could potentially utilize. That's right. So that she well. could set up the solo 401k and make, is there something they could do to work out how that income comes in from the side hustle? Is there something she could do to legitimately? I'm just going to say, right now, go talk to your accountant and, yeah, <laughs> or, we're, your, we're or your financial advisor waters. or whoever, because you, 
you have to make sure that there's a you know reasonable compensation for reasonable wages. You have to document the wages, and then you could make the contributions. Yeah, exactly. But that would be an option if there's a way to substantiate wages for the spouse. Then not only could she do an IRA, she could potentially do a 401k contribution. But as Scott said, talk to the accountant there. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. The other thing I was thinking about, actually, because he mentioned that he has a Roth 401k contribution. Yep. I would just see if it work, if they allow, you know, you kind of mentioned that max dollar amount of Mm $61,000, which is the employee and employer contributions combined. Some employers now have after-tax contributions that they will allow you to convert to Roth IRA as well. Mm-hmm. So you might want to see if your employer has the ability. Sometimes it's called a mega backdoor IRA if you go read articles about it. If they have that as a potential option because you could utilize a good portion of these funds, you'd just be using funds from work to fund that and you'd mm-hmm. be using funds from the business income to supplement life instead. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, so you can kind of just use the side hustle income to supplement what's no longer coming in on the work side or coming in to a lesser extent. Yeah. yeah exactly. So all different ways to arrange this. And back to your original point, Scott, we would constantly tell you, go back to what is the goal of this? Is it just to load up on retirement, retirement, retirement? Great. This is a good way to do it and save taxes. If not, if there's other things that you feel are lacking, understand that about yourself. You know, a, a recent question that came in that we haven't had a chance to address fully yet was, an individual who said, I'm retired, but I'm struggling to go from a saving mindset to a spending mindset. Yeah, I've done so good at saving, 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 and now I'm retired and have more than enough, but how do I now give myself permission to spend it? And those habits really should be starting earlier on and living in that intentional way as much as possible, which is easier said than done. Totally. But sometimes these types of inflection points of, oh my gosh, we have a lot more income are good chances to almost practice Every time should be a good chance to practice, but it, practice that intentional sense of what I want to do with this money. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. The final question that Mark had was about estimated payments and should he do them? I would say yes. Yeah, simple <laughs> enough. But he also mentioned it's hard to know with variable income. How much do you set aside? So if I was in your shoes, I would loop in with my accountant as to the percent of my income that I want to be targeting for setting aside federal and state. Yep. And then I would look at the time frame that we need to make those payments and make sure we're doing so. Yeah. I mentioned that because California, for instance, one of the quarters, you don't make a payment, for mm-hmm. instance. So just go look at the quarters and the payments for federally are in January, April, June, and September. September. And then once you know, understand that, just go look at, well, what did I earn in those periods and what do I need to go put away? Yeah. And the fact that he's already setting aside 30%, which is great. And there's what's called a safe harbor amount. So the IRS kind of understands. Not everyone knows exactly what their income is going to be. So as long as you've paid, and the safe harbor amount can vary depending on your income, but say 100% of what your taxes would have been last year, right? you're not going to get penalized for underwithholding. So talk to the accountant, understand what the safe harbor amount is. And then with the rest, whether you're setting it aside in a savings account that's kind of liquid and on hand or doing estimated payments, really not that much of a difference kind of depends upon would you rather pay as you go or just withhold as you go knowing there's gonna be a larger payment but you've got the fund set aside exactly yeah cool anything else no i think this is good i think congratulations mark on doing well with this and i think you're looking at things the right way 
And a lot of this kind of depends upon what income actually comes down to. Things like what can they do for Mark's spouse versus what should they do for his particular retirement contribution. But I hope that was helpful. Exactly. Same here. Awesome. Thank you, Mark, for the question. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.